In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I uh, often run into trouble with these healing stories. It's not that I question them. I believe with all my heart that Jesus spent much of his time, most of his time on earth, helping people to walk and see and hear again and curing their diseases. It's just that I don't know what to do with them in my own life. People's diseases here are wiped away, their eyes are suddenly opened, even the dead rise. That is not something that we get to see here and now very much. I know there are clergy, with whom I disagree, who choose to read these stories metaphorically or mythically, or who confine God's healing acts to just the first century, just the people who met Jesus in the flesh. The Episcopal Church I've grown up in seems to say that there is a paucity of miracles, a tacit belief influenced as much by televangelists calling people out of their wheelchairs while the number to donate flashes on the screen as it is by the gospel. It may help to acknowledge that there is a lot in our water already when it comes to talking about healing. When we hear stories like blind Bartimaeus, as we called him in Sunday school. I wish my issues were that high-minded, really. My trouble is much more elemental. I read the stories of Jesus' healing miracles, and I think, what about me? What about the people that I love? What about the people that I serve? Where are the miracles of complete and total healing for them? I want to be clear that those are not bad questions, they're not wrong questions, but we trip ourselves up when they are our only questions. We find ourselves looking for God in a mirror dimly, for we comprehend the miracle, but it is flattened out, robbed of its contours, its context. This gospel, this good news, leaps off the page. It's raised like Braille, like Bartimaeus himself. So what is really happening here? And what does it mean, not just for our concerns or even our lives, but for the life of the world? Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, is sitting by the roadside on the outskirts of Jericho. He is blind, which means there's no place for him. As a person with a disability, his life hangs on his family's financial circumstances far more precariously. There is no choice for him except to beg. Bartimaeus, we're told, cannot see, and yet he calls out to Jesus, son of David, son of David. Not even Jesus himself has used that title to describe himself yet. The son of David is the Messiah, the heir to the throne of the King David. It is a bold religious and political declaration. Right off the bat, it is Bartimaeus alone who can see what others cannot. Everyone else, in fact, immediately orders him to be quiet. Perhaps he's being too blasphemous or too political or simply too disruptive. Bartimaeus can't see, but it is 
this crowd, his neighbors, his society that make him invisible. No one wants to look at that man by the side of the road. There's nothing he can do for anybody, and there's too much that he needs somebody to do for him. It's bad enough to see these people suffering by the side of the road before they start shouting, too. This is the blindness that Jesus heals first. When God answered, Bartimaeus literally stops in his tracks. You can hear the tone shift. Once Jesus sees Bartimaeus, everyone can. They have new compassion, new investment. People who would have walked right by Bartimaeus a moment ago now say, take heart, get up. Jesus is calling you. A poor blind man does not only need physical sight, but to be seen. He needs to matter to his community. This is the first healing miracle of this story. I'm going to see if this works better. Bartimaeus leaps up, casting off his cloak, his most valuable possession. He leaps up and he makes his way to Jesus. And Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? That's amazing if you think about it. Jesus makes no assumptions about who Bartimaeus is or what he might want. Yes, Bartimaeus is blind. Yes, he is poor, but he is more than that. He is a full and beloved person with as many needs and desires and wishes as anyone else. Jesus makes no assumptions about what it is Bartimaeus might want. He invites Bartimaeus to look into his own heart. What is it that he most longs for? So Bartimaeus opens his heart to Jesus, and Jesus reveals that Bartimaeus was already dear to the heart of God. That is the core of this healing, this openness to God, revealing God's total love for us. This love changes everything. As immediately as he is healed, Bartimaeus follows Jesus on the way. You might say he's just been given his life back, but he immediately gives that life away to follow Jesus to Jerusalem. The healing of Bartimaeus is not just the movement from blindness to sight, but from outcast to belonging, from sitting by the side of the road to walking the way of the cross. It's too small to call this a story of healing. This is a story of complete transformation. That is what God offers each and every one of us, and in a broken world, in our hectic and disordered lives, a transformational relationship with Jesus Christ is the deepest and most profound healing possible. And it is so freely and abundantly given it is what is offered here today, not bread, not even a meal, but an encounter with Jesus who can transform us from the inside out. When we skip over the details, when we summarize a story like this one as Jesus heals a blind man, we miss the whole thing. We shrink Bartimaeus to a problem in need of fixing and not a member of a community and certainly not a human being who is moved heart and soul by Jesus Christ. We leave our spiritual imagination small, sitting on the sidelines by the way, not following the way. 
There is a real challenge in these stories. Jesus did make the blind to see, the deaf to hear. He cleansed the skin of lepers and restored them to health. That is a different encounter than we have with God in our prayers for healing. In his life, Jesus collapsed healing and cure and transformation in on themselves and made them one. Each of these miracles was done not just for the person, but for their community, for their witness. This time was short and Jesus had to turn the world upside down to make room for God's grace to move as freely as it does. So when our only question to stories about healing is, what about me? When our only definition of healing is immediate and total cure, we can't see all that God is doing. We make our relationship with God transactional and not transformational. We reduce a story like Bartimaeus's to be just about asking and answering. We flatten it all out and make it about absolutes and we miss we miss the way that God is opening God's heart to us and that we might open our heart to God and to our neighbors and to a whole world that is crying out for healing and transformation. No, we do not often experience a cure like this, where terrible illness or terrible pain vanish like the dew. And yet, we are healed. We are transformed through prayer, through relationship. God answers us in communities of care, like in the church, in strength and perseverance to face another day, in courage and the million little mercies that it takes us to make it through. And even at the last, when there is no more healing to be had and we face death itself, that is when we know the true companionship of Christ to the very end and after the end. I pray that this healing may be made known to all of us. I pray that the love of Christ transforms us. I pray that we may leap up with hearts open wide, and I give thanks to God whose heart is outstretched to us. Amen.